0: Welcome to Cooler Heads with your host, Jed Hafer of Mission Peace. This is a show about finding the voice of reason in contentious times, trying to
1: have more reasonable conversation with less venom and division. Now, here's Jed Hafer. Oh, yes, indeed. Welcome to Cooler Heads. Greetings and warm salutations from beautiful Colorado Springs in the Posh KPPF Studios. I'm going to go ahead and say posh. People don't like to use that word, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. Posh. Here with my awesome producer, DJ, who is posh. I'm going to go ahead and say, people don't like to call him that, but that's, that's what he is. He's posh. No, he does a great job and he, he makes me sound a lot better than I really do, which I always appreciate. Also appreciate you tuning in and listening today. This is Cooler Heads, the show where we try to have reasonable conversation, where we try to get rid of some of the nastiness when it comes to dialogue between human beings. And today we are going to be talking about overcoming adversity. How do we overcome adversity? How do we help other people who are going through tough times? And boy, isn't that the case for so many right now. It has been... Well, it's been a year, hasn't it? And uh, if you're listening to this, I am blessed to have you join me. I can tell you this has been high highs and low lows for me uh, for the past 12 plus months. And a lot of people who are near and dear to me have gone through or are going through what we might call adversity, tough times. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about with this week's Reasonable Take. This week's reasonable take is about empathy. It's one of those terms you hear used a lot, but what does it really mean? Well, I worked for the Love and Logic Institute for many years, learned from the great Jim Fay and the great Dr. Charles Fay, and I got to learn a lot about empathy. And I realized there's an intentionality that is very important when it comes to empathy. When somebody is going through something hard, they do not wanna hear, we're gonna talk with uh, my guest about this today. They do not wanna hear your lame cliches. They do not wanna hear that moment of basically you not wanting them to be sad because it brings them down. So, you say your lame happy clappy cliche. Everything happens for a reason. I always love this one. It takes 42 muscles to frown, only 17 muscles to smile. When people said that to me, I would just go, well, I'm working out. This is uh, this is exercise. This is a workout. I uh, I don't... It's so funny because I know that doesn't work on me. That's a really good uh, trick, by the way. W- would that work well with me? And then if, if the answer is no, maybe I shouldn't treat the other person that way. That's kind of what empathy is, isn't it? But I learned this lesson the hard way. I used to work with troubled teens. That's not even a great term. I worked with teenagers who had been in trouble, and it was a great privilege of my life to do that for many years. And for a long time, I was working at the boys facility, facility for troubled teen boys that had been kicked out of... Actually, our average uh, youth at our facility had been kicked out of five and a half places. Uh, 5.5 failed out of home placements. And it's hard to get kicked out of half half a place, right? But some of these guys, had they had done it. And uh, these were tough kids, a lot of them. And one of the things that happened at some point, we brought in some materials from the Love and Logic Institute, loveandlogic.com. Still a great place, still a great resource. And that really helped. And a huge core of the Love and Logic philosophy is empathy. And we started exercising this skill... Of conveying sincere empathy. When these young men were upset, we would say things and we would, especially non verbally, communicate sincere and real empathy. And it really made a difference, especially with those kids who were hurting. And of course, the angriest kids were the ones who were hurting the most. Here's a little hint Do you see somebody who's really angry, an angry person? You say, what, What's really hurting that person, or what's really scaring? That person or what has gone on that has really hurt or or scared that person. So things started going better. We started using these new skills and uh, the culture of the whole place improved and everything was wonderful. And about two miles away, there was a facility for girls, troubled teen girls, and the bosses came to me and they said, hey, why don't you go take some of that there love and logic stuff, go over there to that girls program and uh, get everything uh, ship shape over there. Nobody says ship shape, I don't know why I said that. So I did, and I learned something really, really quick. The boys and girls, are different. hope it's okay to say that, but uh, it's true and I'm going to say it. So, when I got to the facility for girls, things were very different. And I knew I was kind of like, I was in charge of discipline, which is funny because in my own life, not so much, but I was in charge of, of, you know, consequences and discipline and things like that. And so I knew I was going to have these very upset teen girls in my office, mad. And I knew that empathy is wonderful for that. Empathy in Love and Logic, they say, will soak up a lot of the excess emotion. And I knew I was going to need to have this. So, here was my great empathy skill I had ready for these upset teen girls, I would say, I know just how you feel. Bam. Terrible fail. Crash and burn. Terrible fail. Uh, Because what what happens when you tell a really upset person, especially a teen girl, I know just how you feel. (gasps) No, you And they would go off on me. And I realized two things. I was saying something that was not true. I didn't know how they felt. I had no reference for the experiences and some of the awful stuff that they had been through. I had no idea how they really felt. Secondly, it was one of those lame, cliche things that people say that they don't really mean or they don't really know what they're saying. So I I decided, well, actually, something kind of sad happened in my life around that same time. And one of my friends, of course, I had all my happy friends coming up trying to cheer me up because they can't have you be sad everything happens for a reason." They would do all the cliche things. Not helpful, not helpful. One friend said, Oh man, I can't even imagine. That's got to be so hard. And he speculated about my pain, right? He didn't just say, oh, I know how you feel. He actually told the truth, which is, I don't actually know what it's like to be going through what you are going through. And that struck me as particularly sincere and it struck me as particularly helpful. So I filed it away and I thought, man, people who are really good at this, working with other people's stuff, they're very sincere. People. So I'm just going to learn how to fake sincerity and then I'm going to be super effective with these kids. Uh, no. So the next time, really upset, troubled teenage girl in my office just really really letting out a lot of emotion, I said the truth, which was, oh, I don't know what that's like. That's got to be so hard. That must really be tough. So I speculated about the pain when it was big deal, empathy. And then they would say what? <gasps> yeah. And they would tell me more about what they were going through. So that's my little hint with empathy. Don't say the lame cliche thing that's not true. In many cases, it's, it's the opposite that's true, which is not, I know, I know how you feel. No, I don't. I don't know what that's like. And I'm going to go ahead and speculate. That's got to be really hard. That must be tough because that implies what I'm trying to. I'm trying to put myself in your shoes. I'm, I'm trying to understand. It's not the pres- presumptuous. Is that the word? I do understand. I'm, I'm not assuming that I've got you. By the way, we don't like when people have us all figured out. As human beings, we never like that. People say, I know just No, you don't. I, I'm more complex than that. You don't understand me. I'm super complicated. So that's my little hint for uh, empathy. And, and, and what it really leads into in terms of the reasonable take. Jim Fay alluded to this in our very first episode. Here's how we get people to care about our opinion more. There's an old saying here. I think it's attributed to John Maxwell, but I once heard him say that he didn't even come up with it. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So This is a way to convey sincere caring and empathy and what most people do, honestly, I think this is partly our culture, we just want to put it in the microwave. We want it to be done right now. I don't want to dwell in this place where you're hurting and somebody's in pain. I want it to be over really fast, less than 30 minutes if possible, and so I just want to put your pain and your hurt in the microwave, ding, okay, it's done. And Can we move on now? Because This is uncomfortable. And People who are really good at this stuff, they will sit with that person in their pain. They will say nothing or they'll say very little. Or they'll just be supportive. They might have a hand on a shoulder, or they might just sit near the person and not have to say a lot. Man, some of these people I worked with who are masterful working with these kids, they use so many fewer words than I did. Everybody uses fewer words than I do, let's be honest. But they would do a lot less talking. They would do a lot more listening. They would do a lot less uh, just spitting out cliches and things that they thought sounded good or that they should say. And that's, uh, that's one of the things I want to ask my guests today is, you know, when people hear some news and those things that they're saying, do you ever wonder if they're really saying it for them? Like They're not even saying it for you. They're they're saying it because they kind of feel like they should say something. And as human beings, ladies and gentlemen, we say a lot of lame things. When we get in those kind of positions, if you're like me, say so many things that are just, they're not helpful. And they tend to be very shallow or trite or just downright fakey, insincere. If we can, everybody, let's take a little extra time, take a couple breaths, really listen, and then just say what's true. Man, that must really hurt. Uh, Speculate, especially if it's big deal pain. And don't try to. This is one of our this is one of our premises here on this show is we don't assume we have everything or everybody all figured out. Let's not pretend like we really really know what they're going through. All right, can we do that? Can we do a better job? Can we ask more questions and make fewer statements? Can we do more listening and less talking? And one more thought on empathy, where does it really come across? It's it's nonverbal. It's going to come out on your face and in your body language if you're face to face, and if you happen to be texting, that's when you're going to have to use a lot of emojis. I recommend the little breaking heart emoji, the little emoji that's a heart breaking in half. If you're not with the person, you know, use that one and use it. Save that for the big deal. They say, oh, you know, I can't, uh, I can't find a pencil. That's not a broken heart emoji. You know, you say you save that, save that for the bigger deal. My boyfriend broke up with me. That that warrants. Especially if he was a decent, decent guy. That warrants the uh, broken heart emoji. And that's this week's Reasonable Take. And now it is time for my favorite thing. We call it the pulse. It's where we get to hear from you. We read your texts. We read your messages. You can always drop these at the Jed Hafer Facebook page. If you're not friends with me or following me on Facebook, that's fine. That's your choice. It's a free country. And even if you're another country, that's fine. And I'm not even the least bit, if I'm not even gonna talk about it anymore. It's, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, but you can also, uh, we we'll, we'll always, when we post the show, we'll always leave links. And I, I watch for these comments. And if, uh, if, there's, if you're wondering how to get through, just send me a message and I'll tell you how you can send me a message. So I got a couple this week and the, the question was basically what helps people overcome adversity? What helped you or what have you seen help people uh, overcome adversity? And uh, this answer I got I loved It's from a gentleman named Wayne. He said, quote, when I hit the reset button on my life almost two years ago, I went to the tried and true methods of prayer and meditation. I have overcome addiction before, but alcohol is one heck of a persistent monster. I meditate at least four times a week with sessions of daily prayer to deal with the stresses of everyday life. I like that a lot. I'm going to read one more and then we're going to talk to my fabulous guest. Gratitude journal, therapy, meditation, exercise, identify triggers and work to lessen how often I engage them. And that's one more uh, thought I had this week. On this idea is, we need to while we're being empathetic beings, and while we're hoping to get some good empathy from our fellow human beings, I think it's also not reasonable to expect everybody to tiptoe around my triggers. Meaning, there's those things that may be related to past trauma or hard times in my life. I don't think it's fair for me to expect everybody to know what those are, and then walk around and tiptoe and treat me like I'm one of those what are those Fabergé eggs? Those really delicate. I think that I want to be reasonably empathetic and caring and then I also want to I can expect that same reasonable amount of empathy and caring from other people but I don't think it's reasonable to expect everybody to oh, don't bring up such and such because that will upset jed number one nothing upsets me all right maybe when the Broncos blow a really big lead yeah, when one of my teams uh blows a really big lead I can be I'm going to go ahead and say inconsolable. But other than that, you ought to be able to talk about anything with me. And and hopefully I'm not going to be, well, just in general, I don't want to be that offended person. I'd much rather be the person I would rather have better things to do than walk around being hurt and offended all the time. What a wonderful time to bring in my fabulous guest, because uh, I know she has some thoughts about this. We're going to be speaking in just a moment with my good friend, Amy Suits. On the line, as always, is my good friend Jason Roshek of jasonroshek.com, Coldwell Banker First Choice Realtors, and uh, he has a special message for us this week. How's it going, Jason? Hey. Uh, so this weekend is Memorial Day, so you know this is a time to remember all those that have given and served, and uh, that's all I want to say today is thank our fathers, our grandfathers, your brothers that that uh, and, and and just. Take a moment of remembrance for them. That's all I want to say today. Honoring those people who have served and given their lives. That's an awesome message, man. Well, I'm going to do it just because I always do. But if people wanted to reach you, they could do so at uh, jasonroshek.com. And uh, don't you have a phone number that people can call or text you? I do. I do. And I'll be on it all weekend at 719 And I I am waving my American flag. And uh, thanks, Jason, for all you do and and thanks for honoring our, our fallen military members. All right. Take care. Be safe out there this weekend. Hey, have a great week. I'm very pleased to have my guest with me today, my friend Amy Suits of Physique, etc. Awesome personal trainer, awesome human being, and awesome overcomer of difficult circumstances. Amy, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I know that you've faced an awful lot in your life. And, and one of the things that I think is cool is you're you're sort of embracing your challenge. Can Can you tell our Cooler Heads audience just a little bit about that?
0: about my current challenges or yes. my life challenges.
1: Well, we don't want to hear we don't want to <laughs> hear about your boyfriend in 6th grade that you tried to beat up. Whatever. That's a rumor. Uh no, I was thinking more more current challenges because we're going to inspire. I know you're going to inspire some people. Current challenge.
0: Maybe. Okay. I could tie it with the um little bit of a backstory about my mom being diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's ALS, ALS. right after she turned 50. She is the one I think that gave me the strength to face adversity my whole life. So after she died at 52, life just kind of went along a path until about, oh, seven years ago, eight years ago, I woke up one day and my face was numb and just kind of thought I had a little tweaked muscle from trying to be too studly one day in the gym. It went away.
1: I know know she's actually known in some circles as the buff grandma. So yeah, so Uh, working out and feeling sore or numb... Is not necessarily new to you. No. But this was something else.
0: Well. Um It went away after a few days and then popped up being numb on the right side of my body from the waist down to my foot. And then I just knew something was wrong. So having a mother that had a horrible neurological disease that was a terminal illness, uh, my brain went there instantly. It was tough, a tough few weeks until we finally got pictures of the brain and the body and a diagnosis. And I was diagnosed with MS. And that was literally just months after our first granddaughter was born. So um, I guess that was
1: 2013. Wow, and you so you've got all these big plans and all this excitement of a brand new grandbaby and then you get this news. Yes. And I imagine you had a lot of nice friends try to say a lot of nice things to uh, to maybe cheer you up. Oh, yes. Do you, you remember some of the things? That, and, and we don't want to call anybody out, but I, I'm, I'm always curious. What are things that people said that were that were helpful? And then maybe what are some, some things that people said to you when you got this news that, that weren't particularly helpful?
0: Well, you know, the um, you've been trained as well, the right things to say, platitudes um, that you never say to people when they're grieving or have lost uh, a loved one, platitudes. That's
1: right. You have a psychology but degree, too. I forgot I do. about that.
0: I yeah, do. Yeah. Also a Stephen minister, and they teach you that and Stephen Ministry. They
1: teach you what to avoid.
0: What to avoid. Yes. How to say things. And I think it's hard, especially when people knew that I dealt with this for several years with my mom. You had
1: lost your mom. yeah.
0: And then um, here I have a disease that could affect me my whole life. So I even actually got a plant from a friend.
1: Someone gave who, you a plant.
0: Give gave me a plant. She didn't know what to say. So she said, you know, I just want to be here for you somehow. And she brought me a plant. I got lots of phone calls, lots of texts. Um, I know everybody's heart and I know they they come from a good place. Everybody did really well, actually. Did, wow. They said, we're sorry. We're sorry that we're you sorry. have to go through it and we're here for you. And I have a lot of believers who are friends. And that was the biggest thing is that we're going to pray for we're
1: you pray for you. So yeah. you had, man, your friends did a good job. I, I'm, I'm giving your friends like an A, maybe even an A, a plus. plus.
0: You uh, might've been one of those friends too that did
1: I may or a may, good may not. job. I may or may not have. Uh, we don't know. <laughs> uh, so did, did you get any lame ones? Uh, and again, we don't have to identify those people, but did you get anything that you just like really do? Did you just say that to me?
0: You know, I don't even remember that. You have known me long enough that my perspective, I always try to shift towards the
1: positive instead
0: of the negative. If somebody said something really stupid, can I say (laughs) stupid on the radio? (laughs)
1: Uh, We'll bleep bleep that out. That's getting bleeped for sure. I I
0: really don't remember. I think everybody really just had good intentions. And sometimes when you don't know what to say, just reaching out and saying, I'm here for you, that's one of the biggest things people can do.
1: That's powerful. And and you just did one of the things that we teach here on Cooler Heads and that we teach in Mission Peace, my organization. Do they have a website? Yes. Mission-peace.org. Because you were going to ask. And can we support them? Can we send in uh, support, uh, tax-deductible? Yes, you can. Tax-deductible doni- donations. Uh, mission See what I do? I told you, shameless plugs happen here. I on like the show. it. But one of the things we teach is to, to see the intent behind, if someone does something, there's a thin-skinnedness that we seem to have as a society. And I was just reading about this, that compliments can be microaggressions. Uh, that if you tell somebody they look good, that that can actually be a, a mean and bad thing to do. And of course, as a person, Trainer, this has to come up all the time because you guys are literally saying like, "Hey, you're you know your butt's looking better or whatever," because that's the goal.
0: We probably need an HR department sometimes.
1: <laughs> I bet you do. Well, I'm I'm talking more to your clients, you know, not to not to your uh, your fellow trainers. It's also her husband, so it's okay, everybody. <laughs> You don't want people panicking right there. Maybe talk a little bit about, I see the good intentions behind what this person's trying to do, and I'm not going to necessarily be bothered if they didn't say it the way I wish they would, or I'm not going to try to find a way to be offended by this.
0: You know, nowadays... People get offended very easily. Of course, this is why you have a job.
1: <laughs> I should do a show about that. You
0: should. It yeah. would make a great show. But you know, I still, as much as people try to see the positive in what people say, and that assume that people have good intentions. I don't think most people out there really have bad intentions. Maybe just a bad upbringing, or a bad experience, or, a or current bad, a bad situation. Yeah. Right? We they don't didn't know their situation. wake up in
1: the morning and say, "I'm going to be a jerk today," especially to that, Amy. Yeah, That's So, obviously, your attitude, your positive attitude, is one of the things that is helping you uh, to overcome, you know, during a time and during the challenges you're facing. But what else can you tell us a little bit more? What else are you doing that that keeps you on top of this? Because obviously, I mean, you are you're inspiring people. I know people go to that they can they can check out at Buff uh, Grandma at on Instagram on the Insta. That's uh, that's what the cool oh, people the say. Insta. Yeah, I'm I always trying to educate my audience and. In cool slang because I'm way up on that. I'm, I'm ahead of the game typically by by a couple years. Uh, and then also I know the the Facebook page for Physique etc. Personal training Physique etc. Yes. Personal training Facebook yes. page. That's where they can find out what you guys are up to. They can find out more new info. location and all kinds of cool stuff happening. But what what else are you doing in your life that you feel like that is helping me not just cave in and feel sorry for myself and and curl up in a ball and and and, and sort of be defeated by this?
0: Well, you know sometimes. Even I can feel defeated. There are days, like a couple days ago, a horrible migraine that really brought me to my knees almost Mm -hmm. literally that night. Um, Getting up yesterday morning wasn't so easy, but I figured that I had a choice. I didn't have a headache yesterday morning that I could roll with my day and choose to embrace the happiness in the day. And really with me, it's the power of prayer. I don't know what I do without being able to pray. Um, Some people call it meditation. Some people have their journaling time where they just sit quietly and journal. But I've got my prayer and I've got my family. And I think I was not only raised by one of the strongest women that I ever knew, but my grandmother has to be the strongest woman in the world. Just the adversity she's gone through watching her daughter die of such a horrible disease. Then she lost my grandpa six months later out of nowhere. Um, she's, she's my rock. And when I think about how would my grandma deal with something, that is really inspirational to me.
1: Oh that's awesome. I and mean, we we got to get her listen to this. We got to do a, a shout out. We will have to. We, we call that a shout out. I am teaching out. my audience about how to do those and so we'll do a shout out okay. to grandma. We will teach. So you do a lot of praying, um, judging from the biceps also a lot of curls. I'm going to assume a lot of And honestly, when you say you feel defeated, it's hard. If you saw if you saw this woman's arms, you'd be like she can't be defeated. It doesn't seem that that would be possible. But I I know people look to you in all seriousness as a strong person. And of course, just being transparent, you don't always feel strong, you don't always feel like being uh, an inspiration, but that's also part of your job and your identity is to go out and get people to to put their head up and work hard and, and uh, try to get positive results.: I'm a paid
0: cheerleader is what I like to say) <laughs> <laughs> I figured if I cheered through high
1: school, I might as well get paid for it now. That's right. Yeah. Cheerleader and and now personal trainer. And maybe uh, do, do you use some of your personal stuff to to inspire somebody? Boo hoo. You know, do you, ever, do you ever do that? Do you ever kind of put some of your own stuff in there?
0: Well, we do. Uh, having my psychology degree helps for sure. And I'm so thankful to my mom that she encouraged me to use that to join my husband and become a personal trainer instead of go down the counseling route because I think I would have taken everybody's problems home with me yeah, and I would kind of be person. a basket case. But I use my psychology degree. I'm also a certified Christian life coach and um, also a trained Stephen minister. So I try to use all that in a general life coach situation. It's very connected, very the emotional and mental side of people's health is very connected to the physical side. And we've all got our journey. One person's journey might look like a cakewalk, but we don't know what they're going through behind the scenes and mm. assume like, oh, they've got life easy because they look a certain way. Well, they they might not. They might have a disease that d- they're dealing with and that they're having to push through.
1: Not making assumptions about another human being. What another awesome, cool, cooler heads principle.
0: That was a lead in for
1: you. I'll see what you did there. Yeah. Well, since since you're plugging the show, then we ought to make sure we plug physique. Etc. Uh, again, the best place for them to find you is on Facebook, right? On, on Facebook right now.
0: We are working on a new website soon to go with our new location.
1: So new building. Awesome. new. I've seen it. Awesome new location. And now new website coming. They were training my soul. No, that nobody said that. I just totally <laughs> made that. But no, you are. You're, you're trainers who, who are touching more than just uh, you know, the muscle stuff, the get-in-shape stuff. Thank you. We try. Don't you throw out a couple of cool? This is a hashtag, ladies and gentlemen. You use the pound sign. And what what are some of the ones you use? Oh, hashtag buff grandma, right. hashtag
0: living with MS, forever strong.
1: Oh, they see these are all awesome, and uh, I admire that very much. That's why I wanted to have you on because I knew you'd inspire my my folks out there. Well, I hope so. It is a great pleasure. That's Amy Suits from Physique etc. Yeah. It's a great gift when you've known somebody a long time, and that's something I can say about my friends at Aspen Roofing Company. I can also tell you that they do a great job if you've got any issues with your roof If you need a free estimate, if you're in Woodland Park, Colorado Springs, the Colorado Springs area, talk to these guys. They are bonded and insured and licensed and all that stuff. Aspen Roofing Company, 719-684-0760. That is 719-684-0760. Aspen Roofing Company. Yet another person I have known pretty much my entire life is my good friend Scott Seaman, of ApplyWithScott.com. He's a local mortgage guy who will get you well taken care of. If you need a mortgage, if you need a refinance, anything related to the financing of a home, this is your guy. He will take great care of you, and he is a fantastic person to work with. Please tell him that I sent you when you go to ApplyWithScott.com. That's ApplyWithScott.com or 719-352-7077, representing the 719. That's 719-352-7077. Or Scott.com. Oh, it is such a joy to be with you every week. Tune in next week. We're going to talk about police and policing and police reform and tough stuff like that. It's going to be an interesting show. I want to thank my guest, Amy Suits of Physique, etc. I want to thank you for listening. And I want to remind you that we were made to do much cooler and better things than fight with one another. So do me a favor, go outside, maybe breathe some air, smile at somebody. And remember, cooler heads will prevail and love will win. This has been Cooler Heads
0: with Jed Hafer of Mission Peace. Presented by Scott Seaman of applywithscott.com and by Jason Rochek from Coldwell Banker, First Choice Realty, and by Aspen Roofing Company Inc. E. Tune in every Saturday at 3 p.m. for Cooler Heads and listen to the podcast on Podbean.